Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered for Super Wild Card Weekend. Giants versus Vikings, Dolphins versus Bills, Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott versus Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow in an AFC North showdown. You can use our promo code Believe. 50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the link in the description to this episode. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey Georgia, are you looking forward to the national championship game? Of course you are. But you know what else you could be looking for? A new, used, lightly used, upgrade or downgrade on your car. If you're looking for the best options out there on the market, then you need to come on down to the one and only Stenson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen of Georgia. That's right, not only is Stenson Bennett the quarterback of the national championship contending Georgia Bulldogs, but he's also here to give you the best deal. You see, Stenson has no real future prospects in the NFL, and as a walk-on football player at the University of Georgia, Stenson is here to sell you all of the wonderful new used trade-ins, slightly upgrade or slightly downgraded cars at your disposal. Get a fantastic 2022 off your latest purchase or trade-in if you get in before the national championship game. And if Georgia wins the national championship game, which they will not, you will get a whopping 22% off championship bonus on a brand new Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, or Volkswagen. So come on in today to the one and only Stenson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen today. Good afternoon or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is a fan-flippin'-tabulous January 10th, according to my count. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is you may be listening. This is the post-game show for the national championship. This is the episode where we wax poetically about the Georgia dynasty and putting greatness into perspective and talk about TCU and the incredible run of the season that they had and uh, all that fun stuff here on the show. Uh, I've been putting off the talking about Georgia and putting Georgia in perspective until this episode, and I think there's no better time to do that considering that as we're recording this, it's the start of the third quarter. Georgia has the ball up 38-7 to against TCU. By the time I finish recording this, it might be 45-7 to 
Georgia over TCU or any concoction of score similar to that. Uh, Georgia's beaten the living crap out of TCU. They were the largest favorite in the history of the college football playoff championship era, which is nine seasons for those keeping track at home. Largest favorite in the playoff era for a championship game. And this is a blowout only matched by... LSU beating the brakes off Clemson in 2019 and Clemson beating the brakes off Alabama in one of the most shocking results I've ever seen. Like it's the only time I've ever seen Alabama get thoroughly dismantled like they did was it like 44-16 against Clemson back in 2018 I want to say that was uh, the first Trevor Lawrence year so that would have been 2018 so like I mean, even 2020, Alabama did beat the brakes off Ohio State, too, but 38-7 speaks to another level of Georgia hitting on all cylinders. God, I just realized most national championship games are blowout. We've we've only gotten the the Cardale Jones one was pretty good, the um, the, the Tua completing a uh, pass at the end of the championship game, and uh, other than that, most of the championship games are blowouts, but this one was supposed to be a blowout, unlike the uh, many of the other championship games that we've watched. This one was supposed to be an absolute blowout. You heard at the start of the show, I'm going to get to this first, you heard at the start of the show, um, back in January of 2022, we made the Stetson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen commercial because uh, Stetson Bennett, it, basically he's a walk-on quarterback at Georgia and he, with or without a national championship, Stetson Bennett was going to be selling used cars in the Georgia area for the remainder of his life. The same way like Nick Saban has a Mercedes-Benz dealership in Alabama. Stetson Bennett's going to have his own car dealership. Um, His nickname's The Mailman. He's 25 years old. He's not going to be an NFL quarterback, even though I bet you someone's going to take him. Someone's going to put him on on their practice squad for at least a couple years. Doesn't have any NFL prospects, um, but is also a two-time national champion quarterback, which is something that college football does pretty consistently. uh, Because the last 16 years of the sport... 25% of the championships have been won by Tim Tebow and Stetson Bennett, which is kind of (laughs) stupid. Tim Tebow and Stetson Bennett have won 25% of the championships as quarterbacks of college football. And, you know, Tim Tebow could barely throw a football 20 yards. And Stetson Bennett, in his ninth year at Georgia, is coming up on, you know, winning back-to-back national championships. Even though he was a walk-on, he was behind Jake Fromm. He was was behind Justin Fields. Justin Fields left. And then Stetson Bennett took the starting job from Jake Fromm, took the starting job from JT Daniels, came in uncontested this year off the national championship, was the white face that ESPN could plaster across all of their college football football content and Georgia ended up winning the championship again and Stetson Bennett gets to be two-time national champion quarterback without a single prospect of an NFL future and a guy who is probably going to own a car dealership with commercials that sound something like this. Hey Georgia, we're back to tell you all about the amazing championship offers going on at Stetson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen of Blackshear. That's right, everybody. For the second year in a row, we have championship bonuses all month long on your new used 
trade in, upgrade, or downgrade on your Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, or Volkswagen model. You see, Stetson Bennett, born right here in Blackshear, Georgia, is a walk-on quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs, who has now led them to two national championships. Only Tim Tebow has accomplished such a feat in the last 20 years of college football. And just like two-time national champion quarterback Tim Tebow, two-time national champion quarterback Stetson Bennett has absolutely no future prospects in the NFL. Sure, the Denver Broncos may draft him with a draft pick that's way too high, and sure, the New York Jets might take a flyer on Stetson Bennett, but you know where Stetson Bennett is going to be in just a couple years? Selling you a brand new Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, or Volkswagen down here on the Blackshear Auto Mall. Did you buy or trade in your car during the 2022 championship run? Well, come on down to get 23% off your new used or trade-in over at Stetson Bennett Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, and Volkswagen of Blackshear. If you're buying a new car with us, you can get an incredible $4,045 down on your latest purchase. That's right, 2022 plus 2023 back-to-back -back national championships. We're delivering you double the savings down at Stetson Bennett, Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, and Volkswagen of Blackshear. So come on down today because even though Stetson Bennett's nine-year career as a Georgia Bulldog may come to an end, the savings will never end at Stetson Bennett, Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, Volkswagen of Blackshear. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. If I do say so myself, I did not think there was a possibility that they would win the championship last year. As you probably heard from the first commercial that we played at the start of the show, I didn't think there was a, a scenario where Georgia would beat Alabama last year. And lo and behold, Stetson Bennett is now the two-time national champion quarterback of the Georgia Bulldogs. But apart from making the jokes about Stetson Bennett for 40 minutes, let's actually do some uh, some talk about Georgia because... I mean, I always say appreciate greatness, man. Like, we don't appreciate it enough until we're gone. The thing that turned me on that point was hearing Dan Lebetard say that a, a bunch of times when I was getting into his show and also recognizing in the moment that even though the, the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green Warriors probably didn't win as much as they could have or should have, Watching them play that last season, I was like, well, I'm going to enjoy the holy hell out of this because basketball is never going to look like this again. Even if there's a team that has multiple superstars, it's never going to look like what the Golden State Warriors looked like for those three seasons when they had Durant, Steph, Clay, and Draymond playing together and just dominating the competition. So I recognize in the moment, like, appreciate greatness while it's here because, like, I'm going to have to wait 25 years for basketball to ever look like that again if it's ever going to. And so then uh, after that, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles and everyone was feeling bad about it. And I was like, okay, so it took him literally losing the ability, his his magical one in a million ability to play basketball it took him losing the ability to play basketball in order for people to start appreciating the greatness of Kevin Durant. And so I look at what Georgia has now and like, instead of going to the easy place of like TCU didn't belong in the playoff and we could have had Georgia versus Bama and Michigan versus Ohio state as the four teams. Like even as we go to that place off the bat, 
like looking at what Georgia did across a body of work this season, and you could go back to last year because Georgia hasn't lost a game in the regular season in conference since 2020 and since October of 2020, which is really hard to do in college football. Like I know college football is the sport where we see 12 and 0 and 13 and 0 and there's undefeated teams all the time. Like going undefeated in conference play for four, no, not four for 20 straight games is really freaking hard to do. And Georgia is now, if you go all the way back to last year when they just missed out on the playoff, Georgia's looking at the last two seasons, a record of 29-1, and which is pretty freaking ridiculous. And the one loss came against Alabama. So like, what you're talking about for Georgia is a team that is as dominant as any we've seen in the sport like even when Clemson was playing that ACC competition all those years ago it didn't feel like what Georgia was doing to opponents this year where we know their defense is talented like prime Alabama like they had five first round picks on defense last year substitute those guys out and they still had the number two scoring defense in college football this year and uh what's his name uh was it Devontae Wyatt or uh uh not um forgot the name Wyatt who's in the NFL he goes out Nicobe Dean goes out uh these names that we know on the team from last year Jordan Davis I'm just thinking Quay Walker you know just going off the top of my head like those names that we knew on that defense I didn't even mention Trayvon Walker who was the number one freaking pick in the NFL draft like all these names that we knew on the defense last year slide out and then we kind of have a no-name defense for Georgia that dominates this year, which I think is super interesting because obviously we know Jalen Carter, who's going to be a top pick, but we only know of Jalen Carter because he's going to be a top five pick. Um, The rest of that team is kind of a no-name defense, which is super interesting to me because then the names that we know are the skill position players like Lad McConkey, like Brock Bowers, It's interesting to see those be the people that we end up learning about this year because Georgia, you know, it's a team that we think of being built on defense. It's a team that we think of dominating college football because they they are the team that's now replenishing the five-star recruits, right? They're the team that's getting all of the Alabama recruits to come play for them. Like, five years ago, I bet you Jalen Carter goes to Alabama, and then he ends up going to Georgia this time around. Or say five years ago, Trayvon Walker goes to Ohio State, and now he's going to Georgia. Like, that's kind of where the shift is made, where Georgia's able to become two-time national champion and have a dominating season where, like, there's literally no adversary to them. I said the whole way through, like, Ohio State poses the best chance to beat Georgia, and I was right. Obviously, we didn't get to see Georgia play Alabama and what that would have looked like. I bet you Ohio State was probably a better punch than Alabama this year, even though Alabama did have Bryce Young on their team. And look, they're great quarterbacks. Like Max Duggan and Caleb Williams prove the point of like, those are great quarterbacks. The reason they got to these places is because they were putting up top offensive numbers this year. Caleb Williams took it to a Heisman. Where the difference is in college football and this has been the case forever, it's just something that we don't like to talk about enough because college football sounds better when we think of it more of a, 
I guess, an even playing field. There's like 40 players in every class in college football that really make an impact on the sport. Like, it's the players who are using this as the path to go to the NFL, and the rest of the players kind of get spread out across the hundreds of different schools. Like, uh, we, we were watching NFL draft coverage last year. I was making fun of my friend uh, Juju for ha- Texas having nobody get drafted in this year's draft when there were people from every college football conference. Kansas had a draft pick. West Virginia had a draft pick. Valdosta State had a draft pick in last year's class. Like the the guys who are on the fringes get kind of spread out throughout the other schools so that everyone has NFL talent and you can get to the league from anywhere because if you have the skill the league will find you. That's something that's been clear for years and years. Like no matter what school you go to, if you have the skill the league will find you. The players who are identified as in 3 years they're jumping to the NFL as soon as they get to college there's about 30 of them or 40 of them in every draft class. And those players have gone to the same handful of schools. They, they don't get spread out across the other schools. They go to these they go to the college football factories, team up together and build teams where like Georgia can replenish five stars immediately with more five stars and more first round picks. And the thing that was so unique about Alabama is just that Alabama was able to sustain it for so long without having a mess up, without having the machine fall apart. The thing that makes Alabama so unique is that they were able to pull that off for 12 years. USC had the machine. They were bringing in not just the West Coast players, but also recruiting nationally. And again, this is like a 20-year trend in college football where everyone recognizes that there's 30 to 40 players that make an impact. And then they get those 30 to 40 players and recruit the holy hell out of them. Regardless of what city they're in, there's so many resources in college football that regional recruiting for those players doesn't really exist anymore. Like Bryce Young is from Los Angeles. Alabama, Clemson, they were recruiting Bryce Young. We're seeing that. Like Joe Burrow ended up going to Ohio State. He had offers from schools all over the country. Like he chose Ohio State, which was the local school from where he grew up, but there were options on the table, and he was the number seven quarterback recruit in his class. Tua Tagovailoa is from Hawaii and ended up going to Alabama, and his brother, who's a four-star guy, went to Alabama and transferred to Maryland. So, like, people will go out of their way for the people with the skills. Ultimately, Justin Fields, who's from Georgia, ended up going to Georgia because Trevor Lawrence went to Clemson. But then after that, he filtered his way to Ohio State. So, like, for the players who matter the most, and you can point to, again, uh, Brock Bowers on this Georgia team, is from Wine Country, California. That will never stop being funny to me. Brock Bowers, six foot five mutant freak of a tight end, who's 20 years old and younger than me. He was born in 2002. Mutant tight end Brock Bowers, who's going to get picked in the top 10 of the draft next year because he can't even go to the draft this year. Mutant tight end Brock Bowers comes from wine country, California. If you're one of these guys who's destined for a first round pick, they will find you. And I was looking up uh, Jalen Carter the other day because of obviously top pick in the draft and Arizona Cardinal connection. Like he's very likely going to be the person picked by the Cardinals. Jalen Carter's high school scouting report as a junior in high school listed him as a first-round pick 
and compared him to Deron Payne, who at the time was the defensive tackle for Alabama, who got picked, I think, like somewhere between 15 and 20 by the Washington Commandos, or the Washington Racial Slurs, as I like to call them, got picked by the Washington Racial Slurs somewhere between 15 and 20. Jalen Carter was identified as a top 20 draft pick as a junior in high school. And even though his production hasn't been there in college, there was one play during the national championship game where he was getting double teamed and he broke through the defensive line as a D-tackle on the double team. Even though Jalen Carter hasn't put up gigantic statistical numbers in his three years at Georgia, he's still projected to be a top five pick, just like Kyle Pitts was projected to be a top five pick, even though he didn't put up big numbers until like six game stretch when he was playing with Kyle Trask at Florida during 2020. Like even though the pl- the players who are identified as being those five-star guys, which is basically just to say as a junior in high school, you know they're going to be a first-round pick because of the physical skill set and the athleticism that those players possess. Those players who you identify as being the stars early on, everyone is recruiting for those guys. And Georgia being the team that's able to get the machine that gets 10 of them in every class and there's again like I said there's like 30 to 40 for every draft class which means based on the position groups there's about three teams that are getting 70% of those players that's kind of been the trend for about let's call it uh, 15 years in college football as regional recruiting becomes the norm in college football like call it 15 years that this has been the case like USC is kind of the end of that run of like getting the four and five stars in the door uh, or sorry USC is like the beginning of that run with what happened uh, in the early 2000s and then going into Texas like when when the University of Miami falls and when the University of Florida falls uh, before Urban Meyer gets there and when Florida State's no longer competing for championships that's when re- that's when national recruiting starts to begin it's 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 about five years before Saban gets there, but then Saban puts the machine together that becomes one of those three schools that's getting the four and a half and five star guys and has the resources to recruit on a national level and is able to sustain the machine year after year for 12 consecutive seasons. Clemson was able to sustain it for four years and it was miraculous that Clemson was able to pull that off. Like, Clemson was able to do that for an entire recruiting class, and it was amazing. Like, four years, Clemson was able to recruit at the top of the sport, and it was remarkable. I don't know what Georgia's going to look like in five years, but it'll be interesting to see that play out. Um, you could point to Florida with Urban Meyer and their ability to get guys, like like Aaron Hernandez coming from Connecticut. Like, you, I, I know Aaron Hernandez is not the great example, but you can point to, like, the Pouncey brothers who are, I believe, are not from Florida. Uh, you could point to Janoris Jenkins. You could point to Percy Harvin. Like, that was kind of the beginning of the national recruiting phase. Texas did some of this, although Texas had a giant recruiting base. And once Texas stopped getting the four-and-a-half and five-star guys, Oklahoma started getting the four-and-a-half and five-star guys. And Oklahoma won, what, seven straight Big 12 championships between uh, transitioning between Stoops and Lincoln Riley? had three Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks, one a walk-on, one Jalen Hurts who was at Alabama and transferred there, and the other the greatest quarterback prospect in the history of Texas high school football being Kyler Murray. So like they did it in all the different ways, and Oklahoma was getting those recruits. And so what's interesting is that Georgia is getting those guys and factoring them out where they get five first-round picks and they're going to have three or four more this year. 
And what's interesting in the short term is, like I said, they have kind of a no-name defense. And so it's interesting to see Georgia become that team. Georgia's the team that was for years regarded as the tier two program. They were getting some of the big recruits, especially some of the local big recruits. Like I'm not a huge recruiting expert, but you could point to like Justin Fields was from Georgia, was like less than 20 miles away from that campus. Obviously a five-star that happened to be born in their backyard. Like Georgia was getting, from what I understand, Georgia was getting some guys, but they weren't getting all of the guys. And like I said, I bet you five years ago, and this is where kind of the pivot finally happens, is like Alabama's still getting the Quinn and Williams. Alabama's still getting the, the 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 guys who get picked at the top of the draft. Ohio State is still getting those players like Nick Bosa from Florida or Joey Bosa from Florida. Like they're still getting those players. What's interesting about it is Georgia's getting the guys that I think years ago might have gone to Alabama or Ohio State, such as... Jalen Carter, such as Nicobe Dean, such as, uh, not Lad McConkey, such as Brock Bowers. You're seeing those players go to Georgia in a way that makes it sustainable. And Georgia, by the way, you don't even have to sustain it at this point. You've already won two national championships. Like you, you've won the game, <laughs> Georgia. You have, you have built the machine. Kirby smart has built like Alabama East. And, and the machine is what it is. Like, they they have already won two national championships. And look, Alabama almost won a third. A kick six took it away from them. I'm not saying they have to win a third. I'm appreciating greatness for what it is. It's incredible that Georgia finds themselves in that position. Like, the fact that they've won two, you're good. Don't keep moving the bar at that point. If you're a fan and if you're someone watching college football, what I'm going to be interested to see is, does Georgia keep the machine rolling and do the results keep rolling in? Cause I assume like, I don't know who their quarterback is going to be next year, but I assume Georgia is going to be the favorites going into next season. Cause every year we made Alabama the favorite for all those seasons that we had Alabama uh, at being the player that they were. So I would, I would say that Georgia, the, the thing that changes is probably a guy like Jalen Carter or a guy like Trayvon Walker going to Georgia, whereas in previous years, they might not have. Georgia might have had the two or three first-round picks because they always had those players. Georgia always had the two or three first-round picks because they were a Tier 2 program. Michigan has first-round picks every year, like Aiden Hutchinson last year in the draft. Like Michigan always has first round picks. Georgia always has first round picks. You're always getting a handful of those guys. It's the five or six of them in the machine that we talk about with Bama where uh, out the door go Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy and in the door come Jamison Williams and uh, I'm trying to remember who the other guy was now, but you could point to what Ohio State does at wide receivers where uh, Georgia or Ohio State goes from Jerry, uh, not Jerry Judy, uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson sit out the bowl game. Then you bring in Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr. Both of those guys are going to get picked in the first round. Then you bring in Igbuka to replace um, Jackson uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and he's going to get picked in the first round in a, in a couple of years. That's the machine that I think is interesting, and it's. It, I mean, Georgia's had it for a couple years now. It's just interesting to see the results bear out because, like, Ohio State has a machine and they can't win back-to-back national championships. Ohio State's only been to two, three national championships in the last playoff era of a decade. They won, let's see, they won in 2014. They made it in 2020. 
They lost in the playoff in 2019. Uh, is there another playoff run in there that I'm forgetting? I think they lost to Alabama one of those years. I don't know, but I feel like I'm missing one of the Ohio State runs. But they didn't. They they played in two championship games and won one championship in nine years with the machine. Georgia took the machine and they won two national championships in two years and kind of looked uncontested through the second one. And so now they only match up against historical greats, which is something that even though Ohio State has the machine, even though you can trade in coaches at Ohio State, the machine still puts them in the playoff almost every year. The machine still gets them to one of the three teams that's getting the four and a half and five star guys. Georgia not only are they getting the guys and getting the machine, they just turned it into back-to-back national championships, which is something that in the college football playoff era, literally nobody has done. Literally nobody has won back-to-back national championships in the college football playoff era because it's just so difficult to get all of the top players into your program because even getting all the top players doesn't guarantee results. It didn't guarantee Georgia results last year, even with one of the greatest defenses in college football history that should have won a Heisman Trophy. And this year it guaranteed them a results and they have a no-name defense. They have a no-name defense this year. The names we all know are Stetson Bennett, Lad McConkey, and Brock Bowers, whereas last year it was N'Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker, Quay Walker. Like, those were the players that we knew last year. This year, the players we know are the, are the offensive players. And, and the offense is still top five in college football. And those guys are going to probably get drafted, especially Brock Bowers, early in the draft. But Georgia's been able to, I mean, their defense is great. It's just interesting how they've been able to rotate that in and out, and the machine, regardless of the names, regardless of the players, is just putting up results after results after results. And and again, it helps that Ohio State was down this year. They almost lost Ohio State in the first place in the semifinal, and it helps that Alabama was down, and it helps that four-star Michigan happened to lose to this TCU team who was totally outmatched against Georgia. It's just so interesting to watch that play out the way it did because Georgia's got the machine now. And it's not to say like, oh, you know, Ohio State doesn't or Alabama doesn't. They still do have the machine. I don't know if Alabama's going to be able to replace the quarterback position. But they still have the machine. And that'll get them to the Final Four or whatever the Final 12 incarnation is going to look like. That's just going to lead to some teams like beating each other up in the playoff games before the ones that actually matter. But like, you know, Georgia's going to get to that place where they are... Georgia's going to get to the place where they are basically the machine that has now won two national championships, where everyone's going to try and copy that system again and try and take their coordinators and bring them to other programs. And Georgia finds themselves in a position where they're like, you know what? We can keep the system rolling. We can at least keep the system rolling with top recruiting classes Maybe we'll get some better coaches or some coaches or coordinators that aren't total screw-ups like uh, I think Alabama kind of did on this recruiting hire. But that's part of keeping the machine going, right? And so it'll be interesting to see how the machine rolls along years from now. But Georgia doesn't have to worry about that because they got the results. Ohio State has the machine and they can't get... 52 to 7 victories in the playoff. LSU's the closest team that had this because they they put up 49 points in the first half of a playoff game when they had Joe Burrow. That thing fell apart fucking quick at LSU. Alabama, that thing has has stayed stable for 12 years. Clemson, that thing fell apart as soon as you took away the athletic director, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, and the quarterback. But 
I say that, and like Alabama took away all those pieces, still went back to a national championship, lost to Clemson, and then in twenty nineteen, uh, in twenty twenty one, the national championship with with Mac Bleep and Jones. So like the machine at Alabama kept going, even when you took away coordinators, coaches, quarterbacks, it still worked. It didn't work for Clemson. It didn't work for USC. It didn't work for Florida, and it didn't work for. Uh, um, who was I just talking about a second ago? It didn't work for LSU. And so I'm going to be interested to see what happens now that Georgia becomes the standard. And they go from having name defense to no-name defense, both win national championships. What is going to happen over the next few years is going to be super interesting to watch. Because again, literally no one has won back-to-back national championships. No one has the results to work with. In, in, and I, I don't even think results matter all that much in getting the recruiting. You just have to have enough results, right? Uh, Ohio State had enough results, and that came from one national championship and making the playoff. Like Clemson had enough results, which was make it to a national championship game, lose, and then win a national championship, and then you can get four years of star recruits. Like You don't have to win back-to-back national championships because it's so freaking hard to win back-to-back national championships. LSU got enough results for Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase to walk through the door, for all those defensive players to walk through the door, and for Joe Burrow to transfer from Ohio State to LSU being the final piece of the puzzle. Like, you just need enough results in order to get a team that can get four and a half and five star guys and start to build the machine. I don't know who the next team to build the machine is going to look like, and I don't think it really matters all that much, but as Lad McConkey catches a touchdown to make it 52 to seven Georgia over TCU, like as that happens right now, it makes me realize like, Oh, Georgia is the machine and it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Cause again, you can be totally, they're already totally unprecedented. Alabama 2011, 2012 won back-to-back national championships, man, it didn't look like that. <laughs> it didn't look like Georgia totally untested all the way through. I know I was a child at the time, but I remember nine zero or nine six in overtime. I, I mean, I guess Georgia almost lost in the semifinals. So like they were tested along the way. But man, it didn't feel like it did this year where it's just like George is going to roll through everyone and that's the championship. And like maybe if the kick six doesn't happen and Bama wins that 2013 championship over Florida State, maybe we're talking about it differently. But man, in a sport that like has random results all the time, it feels like George is that sure thing. And it's super interesting to watch that transformation happen. The other thing that makes it super interesting is that the mailman, Stetson Bennett of Kia... Chevy, Subaru, Honda, and Volkswagen is the guy who got the keys to the Camaro. It's the guy who got the keys to the machine. Like, Mac Jones won a championship, and uh, Jake Coker won a championship in the Alabama machine. So it's not like, oh, look at these weird quarterbacks who win national championships. No, that shit happens in college football all the time. It's just that it's Stetson Bennett, man. I was first introduced to Stetson Bennett back in 2018, when he came in to fill in a, an SEC championship game against Bama when they got smoked. It was the game where um, it was the game where uh, Jalen Hurts had to replace an injured Tua and lead a comeback against Georgia. Like that was my first introduction to Stetson Bennett. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. He's a little tiny quarterback named Stetson Bennett. What the what a funny name that is to be Stetson Bennett, quarterback of the Georgia Bulldogs. What an internet legend. And now that internet legend is 25 years old, two-time national champion quarterback, and basically Tim fucking Tebow. 
which I don't understand. I don't understand how that happened. But college football is great for stuff like that. And Stetson Bennett's the guy who got the keys to the Camaro. And that just adds to the lore of what this shit is. Because like Trevor Lawrence, like when Trevor Lawrence replaced Kelly Bryant, it was like, okay, here we go. We got two years of like NFL, or we got two back-to-back stud NFL quarterbacks in six years. Alabama, it was like Jalen Hurts, Bryce Young, Mac Jones, Tua. That's four of your NFL starting quarterbacks. And by the way, three of the pretty good ones. Like Jalen Hurts is pretty good. Bryce Young is going to be pretty good once he gets to the NFL. J- uh, Tua Tagovailoa is at least, uh, you know, a top five quarterback in passer rating this year. Mac Jones isn't very good, but we knew Mac Jones wasn't very good. And he still won a national championship. So like it's interesting to see it be Stetson Bennett. And if Georgia goes to like recruiting quarterbacks next as the way to keep this, this machine stable, I will be really interested to see how it plays out for them in the near future, because uh, it's going to be super, super fun to watch Georgia. If they get a stock quarterback playing with Brock Bowers next season. And if it's not with Brock Bowers, I presume it'll be with another five-star super freak of an athlete from somewhere as funny as wine country, California coming in and absolutely dominating with the machine that Georgia has built. That's starting to look something like the closest thing we've seen to Alabama. Hey, Georgia, we're back to tell you all about the amazing championship offers going on at Stetson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen of Blackshear. That's right, everybody. For the second year in a row, we have championship bonuses all month long on your new used trade-in, upgrade, or downgrade on your Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, or Volkswagen model. You see, Stetson Bennett, born right here in Blackshear, Georgia, is a walk-on quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs, who has now led them to two national championships. Only Tim Tebow has accomplished such a feat in the last 20 years of college football. And just like two-time national champion quarterback Tim Tebow, Two-time national champion quarterback Stetson Bennett has absolutely no future prospects in the NFL. Sure, the Denver Broncos may draft him with a draft pick that's way too high, and sure, the New York Jets might take a flyer on Stetson Bennett, but you know where Stetson Bennett is going to be in just a couple years? Selling you a brand new Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, or Volkswagen down here on the Blackshear Auto Mall. Did you buy or trade in your car during the 2022 championship run? Well, come on down to get 23% off your new used or trade-in over at Stetson Bennett Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, and Volkswagen of Blackshear. If you're buying a new car with us, you can get an incredible $4,045 down on your latest purchase. That's right. 2022 plus 2023 back-to-back national championships we're delivering you double the savings down at Stetson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda and Volkswagen of Blackshear so come on down today because even though Stetson Bennett's nine-year career as a Georgia Bulldog may come to an end the savings will never end at Stetson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen of Blackshear all right, before we bid you a farewell for tonight, let's let's talk a little bit about TCU 
Let's talk a little bit about TCU because, look, TCU, I would have put Alabama in the playoff over you. I would have done it because, like, I knew this was the inevitable conclusion for TCU. If this had happened in a semifinal game, I think more people would be pounding their fist on the table for Alabama should have been in over TCU, especially given Alabama beat Kansas State 38-10 to in a bowl game where a shit ton of players sat out for Alabama. So, like, yeah, Alabama versus Georgia would have been way more fun than watching TCU play against Georgia. And look, I was the person who wanted Alabama in over TCU. Totally understand why we didn't do it. It's totally fair. You deserved it based on resume, blah, 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 all that bullshit about college football and actually pretending like this means anything. I've seen this shit enough times to know none of it matters in college football. The the team at the top will probably be the team that wins, and the teams that we all think are good are probably the teams that are good because they have those 30 to 40 players from each recruiting class stacked 70% of them are stacked on the same three teams. Okay, cool. Got that. So TCU, you belonged in the playoff. The reason you belonged in the playoff, you beat Michigan. Like clap to you TCU for getting to this place. The reason that TCU was the largest underdog in the history of the college football playoff or sorry, the college football national championship game The reason TCU was the biggest underdog in the nine-year history of the playoff, by the time we get to the championship game, this shit never happens. Cincinnati never gets to the championship game. You know how hard it was for them to get to the playoff in the first place? So many things had to break right just for them to get number four. Oklahoma doesn't get to the championship game. Oklahoma gets the brakes beat off them by LSU, thoroughly defeated by Clemson, or loses in a crazy chaos game against Georgia like they did in 2017. Like, Oklahoma's lost in the semifinals three times. Notre Dame got the crap beat out of them in 2020 and another year, which I can't remember which year it was now that Notre Dame made a bullshit playoff appearance. But maybe maybe it was that 2017 year. But Washington gets smoked in the semifinal. Even the Cinderella teams, they get weeded out by the time we get to this round of the playoff. There's a reason why. If you go look at the nine champions in the college football, the the nine championship games in the college football playoff era. So you have the, the first year when it was Oregon versus Ohio State. Like Oregon you know, not a perennial powerhouse. They had Marcus Mariota and uh, the remnants of Chip Kelly were still there. Chip Kelly had left for the NFL, but the machine was still there. They had Mark Helfrich. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Heisman Trophy winner, was recruited there by Chip Kelly. So like, okay, the remnants of that team that also made the championship in 2010 were still there. Uh, Then you go to the years after that. So you have uh, Clemson uh, Clemson versus Alabama. Okay, gotcha. You know, those are the teams. Next year, Clemson versus Alabama again. Year after that, Alabama versus Georgia. That was the great national championship, and we've seen what Georgia has become since, even though Georgia wasn't that program back in 2017. We've seen what it's turned into since for Georgia. 2018, Clemson and Alabama again. 2019, LSU versus Clemson. You know, that LSU team was ridiculous. 2020, Alabama, Ohio State. Last year, Alabama, Georgia. Like, that team, like TCU, never gets to this game. So the fact that you're here, like, hang a banner, hang a champion, like, do whatever you can to honor this team. Because TCU, like, you are the, the bullshit Cinderella team. You made it this far. Like, that is absolutely impeccable, impeccable job by TCU. They end up winning a playoff game against Michigan, a team that was favored by eight 
points against you, you won that, or sorry, favored by six and a half points, or no, favored by eight points, sorry, eight points against you, you beat Michigan, you delivered one of the most entertaining playoff games I've ever seen. It was 51 to 45. There were seven touchdowns in six minutes and 20 seconds. It was the most thoroughly entertaining game I've seen in the playoff in a whole bunch of years. I'm not going to say the most, not going to comparison shop. That game was freaking awesome. So TCU, you belonged in the playoff. If anything, Michigan didn't belong in the playoff based on who the most like the, the most talented team. Congratulations to you, TCU. Don't feel bad that you got boat raced by Georgia. Like th- there's a great quote, and I got it from a Mitch album book. I don't know if he got it from somewhere else, but I just want to cite him. But he's talking about like when when bad things happen, we think, what did we do to deserve this? When the flip side is how like when people die or we lose someone in our life. We, we think of like, what did we do wrong to deserve this? Uh, especially when we're going through grief and trauma. Instead of thinking, what did we do wrong to deserve this? We could think the other side and think, what did we do to get so lucky as to have these people in our lives for the time that we did? And I think this relates well to TCU right now, not in the actual traumatic sense of like, you know, we're actually dealing with loss in this case, like meaning, I mean, some people invest way too much of their emotional stability into sport. And if you invest way too much of your emotional stability in TCU football, one, why? And two, 59 to seven is probably quite difficult for you. At the 59-7, there's still nine minutes left in the game. Like, it could get worse from 59-7. But um, the thing that you could look at in that situation is, like, the fact that you're even here is ridiculously impressive. It's once, literally once in a decade. The last time you can think of a story like this is the last year before the college football playoff when 2013 at Auburn, who was 3-9 and nine the year before, had a Hail Mary pass hit off the helmet of a Georgia player and get caught by their receiver for a touchdown on a 4th and 20 Hail Mary. And then you had the following week, the kick six. And then you beat Missouri in the SEC championship game to make it to the championship game. Like, not since 2013 Auburn has there been a team like that. So if you're TCU, like, just, like, don't be sad that it's over. Just be happy that it happened, man. I I encourage TCU people to have that perspective man because what a freak like hats off clap your hands all that shit like just be so freaking happy that they made it here it's such a cool story and so i am so so freaking glad to that tcu got this far and that we got to have that incredible moment it was very fun and i enjoyed it and good on you tcu so ladies and gentlemen thank you for stopping in here to the take it easy podcast we will have episodes all throughout the week including some new fun guests coming on the show who will it be we'll have to wait and see to find out leave a five-star review leave a download all of that good stuff here on the show and in the meantime we ask that you all take it easy And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Hey, Georgia, we're back to tell you all about the amazing championship offers going on at Stetson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen of Blackshear. That's right, everybody. For the second year in a row, we have championship bonuses all month long on your new used trade-in, upgrade, or downgrade on your Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, or Volkswagen model. You see, 
Stetson Bennett, born right here in Blackshear, Georgia, is a walk-on quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs, who has now led them to two national championships. Only Tim Tebow has accomplished such a feat in the last 20 years of college football. And just like two-time national champion quarterback Tim Tebow, Two-time national champion quarterback Stetson Bennett has absolutely no future prospects in the NFL. Sure, the Denver Broncos may draft him with a draft pick that's way too high, and sure, the New York Jets might take a flyer on Stetson Bennett, but you know where Stetson Bennett is going to be in just a couple years? Selling you a brand new Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, or Volkswagen down here on the Blackshear Auto Mall. Did you buy or trade in your car during the 2022 championship run? Well, come on down to get 23% off your new used or trade-in over at Stetson Bennett Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, and Volkswagen of Blackshear. If you're buying a new car with us, you can get an incredible $4,045 down on your latest purchase. That's right. 2022 plus 2023 back-to-back -back national championships we're delivering you double the savings down at Stetson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda and Volkswagen of Blackshear so come on down today because even though Stetson Bennett's nine-year career as a Georgia Bulldog may come to an end the savings will never end at Stetson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen of Blackshear